all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> wow. Laughter. Laughter. What's the purpose of laughter? Is laughter, joy, happiness. Is they all the same? Hmm. Laughter. The joy of laughter. You could be laughing at certain things or at certain people or at certain jokes or to certain jokes. Does not mean that you're happy, but you're just laughing. And sometimes laughter will make you happy. Sounds confusing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just thinking, hey, what's going on, Body of Christ? What's going on? This is Joseph Brownlee, the host of Body of Christ Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, the host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Well, I just talk about different situations, different topics, social topics, uh, what's going on in the social media, what's going on in the light politics, etc. what's going on around within and in front of the body of Christ about real talks, common sense issues, different subjects. Okay. Today, I just want to do a little piece on a couple of topics. One is decision-making, making making a a very important decision, a very serious decision. And the other is about laughter, about laughter, okay? All right, first thing I want to talk about (laughs) is laughter. I think, in my own opinion, I'd like to let you know when I'm talking about my own opinion, this is not a fact, that laughter is very important. Laughter is very important important. You got scientific proof in there, what laughter does uh, for your body and your health and stuff like that. I don't have no information on that now, but if you're interested, I'll get into something like that. But I just want to do something quick about laughter and happiness and joy. They're not altogether the same, but they can lead to the same concept, if you know what I'm talking about. They, they can lead up to the same con- concept. Because sometimes you could have laughter. Laughter is showing an expression. And usually you can see the expression in your face and your body movement and different things like that. You can see that in laughter. Happiness. Now, this is JoJo's definition. You know, my experience definition. It's not a dictionary definition. I'm just saying my experience. You might have a dictionary definition of, you know, or your your own observation of being happy and stuff like that or laughter. But this is my definition from experience to me. I could be wrong, but it's my definition. Joe's definition, okay? You know, laughter usually shows in your face you know, your continence or whatever, or in your body movements and stuff like that. Uh, happiness, it can also, you can show happiness with a smile. 
Happiness is not so much an outburst of laughter. Ha, 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 he, 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 oh, stuff like that. But it's, you can show happiness with a smile. And sometimes it's, 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 you know, people know I'm happy. You know, sometimes I have a smile or I have a certain look that's showing that I'm happy. Joy really can be expressionist at sometimes. Some people can um, think that you are upset when you really have a certain look on your face because they're getting joy confused with laughter or even being happy. So joy does not mean you showing any type of expressions because sometimes it's not going to show any expressions or any type of emotion. You might be emotionless, but that doesn't mean you're unhappy. It doesn't mean you're, you're happy. It just, just means you might have joy. And I'm not saying joy does not express itself at all. No, I'm not saying that at all. But you might have joy without any expressions or any proof to the common man or woman that you are joyful because they think it's they think it's hooked up with being laughter or smiling. Okay, my point is, okay, that's JoJo's little definition. You know, I could be wrong, but that's my definition, you know, by experience, you know. Okay, anyway, laughter. I think laughter is very important. <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I love to laugh. I'll get up to frowning later because I do that too, but most of the time I'm laughing. I laugh more than I frown. You know, I laugh more than I frown. Okay, so I think laughter, especially what's going on today, what's happening today and what, all this stuff going on around us with these uh, these different things, these lockdowns and mandates and vaccines. And, you know, it's just a different world today, man. I never met my brother was talking about that uh, maybe about a week or so ago. We always get into these conversations that things just so different. We wouldn't even expect things to be happening like they are today. Even 10 years ago, you know, had things are so different now. And a lot of people are more sad, you know, than joyful or even happy. They feel they don't have a reason to be happy, let alone laugh. You can be unhappy and still laugh. Let me say that again. You can be an unhappy person, but still laugh. Maybe because of a joke. Maybe because of something your children or your husband or your wife done or something just made you laugh. Doesn't mean that you're happy. It's just that moment of time. Laughter. But laughter can lead to happiness. But joyfulness is something that's within. Especially the godly type of joy. The agape godless type of joy. Sometimes you seem emotionless. And sometimes you show, just say, I'm joyful. I feel great. It's not, it's not based on feelings all the time. Don't get me wrong. It's not based on feelings. But you have a joyful feeling that could be expressionless sometimes. You know, it could be emotionless. But does not mean you don't have joy. You have different type of, several type of different personalities when you come coming to the common man. You know. And uh, you can uh, misinterpret, you know, somebody's emotions by the way they look. Because you can see somebody laughing, you know, and you could think they're happy because they laugh a lot. You know, you could think they're being happy, but they can have a lot of things going on in their life. But laughter covers it up. It keeps them sane. It keeps them going. When you laugh, laugh, showing emotion, you can see that. You can hear that, you know, whether they're laughing loudly or they just <laughs> or whatever. You can see the laughter. 
Okay, Joe, where you going with this? Not, not really nowhere. I'm just, I like, see, like I say, this is body of Christ, real talk. Body of Christ, real talk. You know, first of all, let me, let me, let me just pray. Okay, before I get into more into this laughter, they talk about, uh, you know, making decisions. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I just pray that you open up my heart, Lord. Help my words and give me the utterance to be encouraging to others, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, no matter what, Lord, just put real joy in my heart, Lord, over happiness and over laughter. But just let me be joyful, your type of joyfulness, Lord. And let me be a beacon light to others that listen to my radio, Lord, my podcast. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for another day. I thank you for waking me up to see another day, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for giving me a day that I have never seen before. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank God. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. All right, those are my Joseph definitions of laughter. You can have a, 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 a your so-called true definition, or you can look in the dictionary, anything like that. But I'm just talking about experience, and I'm going to look into that myself. You know, you know, because you know, dictionaries have different definitions and everything. But you've been a child of God. Laughter is beautiful. Laughter helps you. You know, and it also depends what you're laughing at. That's very important. It all depends on what we laugh at, you know. Now, laughing at people getting hurt or laughing at people because they've done something wrong or they, you know, do different things like that or out of an evil way or, uh, or the spiteful. Because you can laugh, but it can be a smirking way of just putting somebody down with your laughter. Now, that's a difference. You could be laughing at someone to ridicule them or to put them down. There's a difference in that type of laughter, okay? So there's different type of laughter. You could be a laughter when people have a conversation. You know, this is another manipulated type of laughter when you're having a conversation. So you might buzz, ah, ha, 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 how could you think, ah, ha, ha, wow, something wrong. That's kind of a phony. That's kind of a phony laughter, you know, something like that. I'm talking about real laughter. Now, all of it is real to an extent, to the, but it depends on each individual, their definition of why they're laughing. We all know why we laugh. We know we all know why we laugh at things. We might tell somebody else, "Oh, I'm not really laughing at to put you down." And in the long run, in our heart, yes, we are. Or we just might not be, and they tuck it the wrong way. So, laughter—that's a big, broad definition in laughter in my book, in my opinion, when it comes to laughter. And I'm just talking about experience and everything. Okay. Now I want to talk about goofy laughter. Goofy laughter. And when I mention goofy laughter, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> I'm talking about myself. I'm somewhat goofy. I laugh at some of the things that I should not be laughing at. Lord, help me with that. And I laugh at some things that, you know, just because it's funny and it's okay to laugh, in my opinion. But I'm going to talk about goofy laughing, you know. And uh, <laughs> that's one of the uh, top two. I, what I mean by goofy laughing, my family, we was just, uh, excuse me. You know, we go back and forth on YouTube, me and my brothers and sisters, and uh, my sister, excuse me, on YouTube. We talk about different things or whatever like that. But I don't care what conversation we talk about, whether it's in person, person to person, whether it's on phone or whether it's YouTube or whatever. We're going to find something to laugh about. We even laugh at serious things just to make it funny. But it is the truth. You know, we even laugh about serious because that's that goofiness in us. We were just talking about that, you know. Uh, my mom, my biological parents, my mom, my dad, you know, my dad is a Brownlee and my mother's uh, maiden name is Walker. 
and uh, two different... We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday type of dna so i'll put it that way my dad said i'm not saying he don't have uh, silly people on his side i'm not saying that but you know it's more of a serious side you know far as that you know with laughter is more serious but my mom said the walkers well, it's more goofier and it's more manipulative and it's more it's just more <laughs> of the D- i got a lot of that dna in me and i got i got both sides my brother mentioned that which was a good a good point he had made you know we have the best of two evils and i don't mean evil as wrong but i'm just saying we have the both the two sides the brownlee side which is on my dad's side and the walker side which is on my mom's side the brownlee side and I'm, I'm not saying this is point blank 100% the way it is but the Brownlee side is more serious you know and, and uh, even sometimes you could say more educated the Walker side is more out there they're more little ghettoish you know a little more you know you know uh, goofier and you know stuff like that you know so I got a, I got both sides just like my brother was saying he's very correct I have both of those sides with the Brownlee side and the Walker side I laugh on both sides I'm serious on the brown I call it my Brownlee side I'm serious my Walker side I'm goofy you know I laugh and I might laugh at things that's okay to laugh and I might laugh at things that ain't you know I shouldn't be laughing about but that's that DNA goofiness on my side you know well anyway I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that why I'm talking about that I don't know just something to talk about here on the Body Christ Real Talk, because I like to be real. And I hope you understand what I'm saying. I like to be real when I talk on my podcast, you know. You know, I like to talk about different subjects and different topics, you know. Well, anyway, I'm goofy. You know, I can get goofy sometimes. You know, I can get lethargic. I can get goofy and I laugh at things. And I notice if my family get together, excuse me, if my family, they're on my throat again every time I get to talking, okay, if my family get together, me and my brothers and sisters, we get together, we go laugh, man, we go have something to laugh about, I'm not saying it's all good, and I'm not saying it's all bad, but we go be laughing at something, and sometimes, man, we'll laugh so much, I know myself, you know, I laugh, I get to sweating, and then my jaws get to hurting, you know, stuff like that, sometimes I might even get a little slight headache, because we laugh so much, but I notice even later on, I'm so relaxed and I sleep very well after that. This is without alcohol. This is without drugs. Let me say this again. Say this again. All this laughter, majority of the time, with my brothers and sisters, some of my brothers and sisters, it's not without alcohol and and without drugs. Now, some of them we might get around in a situation, the family atmosphere, you know, that there's alcohol involved. You know, I don't drink alcohol the most, and a lot, most of my brothers don't, it's not into alcohol or drugs or anything like that, but that's beside the point. We gonna, it even gets worse if that's involved, and we just get goofy and we laugh, we get to talking about things, and we just laugh, 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 you know, you know. We are a laughing family. But we also is a common sense serious family as well. The Brownlee side, okay? Remember I said my dad sat the Brownlee side and my mom sat the Walker side. We could be very serious too. We could be sometimes we can be sometimes laid back. We could sometimes hold back. 
my Brownlee side, and we could sometimes just be wide open and straightforward and might try to put you straight. That's the Walker side. You see what I'm saying? There's two sides. But I'm just talking about laughing. I'm not, I'm not talking about the angry side. You know, maybe we, I'll get into that later. You know, but I just want to talk about laughter. I want to talk about laughter for encouragement. It's okay to laugh even with the situation that we're going in today, you know. Okay. Let's laugh more. It's okay. I don't mean faking it. The fake it until you make it, you know. It's hard for me to be phony sometimes. Most of the times it's hard for me to be phony. That's in my family. It's just hard for us to be phony because we could we could be very serious sometimes, but we could be goofy. <laughs> like we are goofy and we get to laugh at something's uh be laughable about something is not worth laughing about but it's just that i call it the dna it's not scientific proof but i'm just saying it i think it's the dna and us on the walker side of our goofiness the way we we might tell jokes you know or we might say certain things and you know a lot of a lot of the walker side is very funny some of them might be vulgar you know but i don't like being around it but i'm just saying we are uh, a comedic laughing side the walker side our comedic laughing side on the DNA on the Walker side on my mom's side, bless her heart, you know. And we have a lot of other issues <laughs> that I'm not going to get into either. We have a lot of issues, and I ain't talking about just them, I'm talking about myself too. We have a lot of other issues that, you know, need to be addressed only by God, you know. You know, we need, to, we need that taken care of. But anyway, laughter is a beautiful thing. Laughter is okay, church. Okay, body Christ. Laughter is okay to laugh. But it's also important to know what you're laughing at. What do you mean by that, Joe? You know, we got to be careful when we laugh at things and what not supposed to be laughing at. I'm say, for instance, you know, this is the goofiness in me. If someone, and you probably can feel and relate what I'm talking about, if someone is walking down the street and you happen to be right behind them in the wintertime and they slip and fall. Is that something to laugh about? And they almost hurt themselves or whatever like that. I'm just going to say they didn't hurt themselves and they slipped and fell. Is that something to laugh about? In reality, and, you know, really, no. But the goofiness and the walker side of me, I would laugh because of the expression on their face and the way they look when they fail. Not saying that it's right. It's wrong for me to do that. But the DNA in me, the walker side... I'm not going to blame everything on a walker because some, some of it is self-inflicted itself. I laugh at that. But if I see the person is hurt, then that laughter turns to concern. The goofiness came out. It's not because I'm glad they failed. That's not why I'm laughing. It's just that DNA, that, that, that side in me, you know, that laughed. But when I find out that they hurt themselves, hurt themselves, then a sadness or concern comes or whatever like that. But the minute they just start laughing at themselves, then I laugh again when I when they make a joke. I can make a joke about myself. You know, I can say certain things about myself and, the, and the, it doesn't bother me. But some things does bother me, you know, especially when I had my mental struggles growing up and people laughed at me, okay? I got laughed at, you know, by close people, you know, laughed at me. Now, was that something laughing me or my struggles? No. But that's the DNA, the goofiness on our side. When we, that's the part I'm talking about. We laugh at things we should not be laughing at, you know. For us, that you know, I do it. A lot of our family members do it. A lot of other people do it. A lot of other family members do that. That's the laughter, you know. We shouldn't be laughed at, but because, but the goofiness in us, and uh, the DNA, we laugh at it, you know. For us, that you know, those that's that's just an example. Let me give you another example of silliness and goofiness, laughing. 
when you're in a church setting, and this is a good one, when you're in a church setting, and someone looks different or looks funny, or they or someone starts to sing. Let me use the singing. And when they sing, they can't sing. Oh, I mean, they they sound bad. And the Brownleys and the Walkers, we have we have some singers in our family, so we know tone. If we don't even know how to sing, we know when someone is out of tone. A lot of people don't have an ear for that, for tone. But the Walkers and the Brownleys, we have an ear for tone. Now, we, I got both of those, Brownlee and the Walkers, of knowing when someone is in tone or in sync, you know. Whether you can sing or not, like some of us can sing, but a lot of us can't either, <laughs> you know, because they you know, sound like a dead horse or whatever like that, you know, if that such thing as that. But anyway, we be in church and somebody singing and they sound so bad. Should we laugh at them? No. The normal thing is not to laugh, you know, but... The Walker side in the in us and some of the Brownleys. Well, the Walker side in us is mainly if we was all together, someone will bust out with a <clears throat> that sound, that famous sound in our family. That that shoot somebody might be me or it might be my brothers or my sister cannot hold it. And then when that sound come out, the family gets to laugh. And then a lot of people don't even know we laugh at that. But they get to laugh and then we get to laugh. And then that's the goofiness in us. Does that make it right? No. We're at church or we're at a funeral. These things even happen in the funeral. We got to laugh and, you know. But that's the goofiness in us. That's the DNS in us, DNA in us. But like I said, I'm talking about laugh. I can get into the seriousness part because a lot of us are very singular, serious too, and we can get angry. We could be very temperamental at times too. But I'm just talking about the laughter. We could be stubborn. A lot of us in the Walker side and the Brownlee side, maybe the Brownlee side is stubborn. You know, it's stubborn, you know. Well, anyway, laughter. It's very important that we laugh. It's oh to laugh. And I hope I just broke, broke down the Joseph Brownlee definition of laughter. You can have another definition or you can look in the dictionary. The dictionary is good to look into, but it still cannot break down a full definition of a personal's personal laughter or why. A dictionary cannot do that. It can give you the best uh, definition that it can, but it cannot really pinpoint it to the T. Nothing, you know, man-made could pinpoint anything to the T. Only God knows the real reason why we laughed, the real reason, the real reason why we're happy, the real reason why we have joy. You follow me? You know what I'm saying? So I just want to get that out there. The dictionary doesn't define every reason why you laugh. Since I'm talking about laughter, I'm not talking about joy and I'm not talking about happiness. I just opened up with that, that there is somewhat of a difference when it comes to laughter or it comes to being happy with a little smile, or you know, or it comes to joy, what can be sometimes emotionless and it doesn't show. It can be mis, you know, misunderstood as being angry. Well, you're really joyful and sad. It's just the way you look. You know, you just don't, you're not emotionally emotional person, you know. So I just broke that down there so you can know where I'm trying to go with that. You know, because a lot of people don't understand the differences, you know, with the happiness, laughter, and joyfulness, you know. Spiritual joyfulness is a whole new different, you know, uh, thing there right now. You know, that's hard to define. That's 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 biblically being joyfulness and everything like that. The unsaved and some of the saved, but mainly the unbelievers, would not understand being joyful. You know, in a spiritual sense, anyway. You know, 
but I'm just talking about open laughter. You know, it's different types of laughter. It's goofy laughter. You just laugh at everything because somebody failed or they can't sing. That's not the good thing. That's not a, a good thing to laugh at. But if you got that DNA, that goofiness, that that's not because you don't like the person or you're putting them down. You just goofy. You just have that certain gene in you or what side of your family it is. And a lot of a lot of uh, body of Christ and uh, you know even some of the unbelievers that listen to my podcast can can relate what I'm talking about. You know, we could be looking at things. And we'll bust up laughing. My, nobody else know what we're laughing at, but we do. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. Because we all in that same gene. We got that same DNA. We all, I'm talking about my family now. We have that walker side. We have that DNA. And at the same time, on the other side, on the Brownlee side, you know, when things are serious, we still laugh. But the things are serious, we all can relate. While we are, we all kind of almost dislike the same things or like the same things. Not We don't agree all the time. Of course not. But I'm just putting it in that perspective, you know. But Laughter. Let me stick on laughter. I don't want to get away from what the topic is, okay? So I just wanted to throw that out there. It's okay to laugh, you know, but it's very important what you laugh at. It's very important what you're laughing at, uh, you know, so that's very important. Okay, let me talk about the second topic, making decisions, making a decision. What do I mean by that? Okay, there's a lot of things in our lives you know, even in my life, in my family life, there's certain things that's going on that we, we, you know, it comes down to a decision or it comes down to a choice, you know. Uh, let me put it this way. When you're making a decision, a very important decision, not any type of decision, because decision can be very important and unimportant, but I'm just talking about the important decisions, decision or important choice that you got to make in your life, you know. Now, this decision is some is not nothing that you have to do. It's not mandated for you to do it. So let me just put it out there. But it's a choice that you going to make, you know. And God allows us to make choices, good or bad. Believers, he allows us to make choices. He wants us to follow his the leading of the Holy Spirit, of course, first of all. But remember, I was saying in the earlier podcast, we got a perfect Holy Spirit working in an imperfect vessel. So even if we have the Holy Spirit in us, doesn't mean we're going to t- take heed to what the Spirit is saying all the time, especially if we're in the flesh the majority of the time in our life. It's hard to discern the two voices, the evil oppressor 
and the Holy Spirit within us. So sometimes our choices is not based on the Holy Spirit. We might think it. It's that other voice for one reason or the other. I hope you know what I understand. The Bible said, be led by the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You're not just saying you're going to be, but I'm just saying we need to be led by the spirit. You know, being led by the spirit, that means, uh, you know, our spirit, man, when the Holy Spirit leads our spirit, our inner man, you know, nine times out of ten, when we allow it, if we prayed up and stuff like that, we're going to follow the Holy Spirit guidance, which guides our inner man, our inner spirit. OK, I hope you this is for believers now, not the unbelievers. This is this deep stuff is for believers only. I hope you can comprehend what I'm saying. You know, I try to explain it the best way I can, you know, for us to make a right decision when it comes to decision. You know, usually we'll make a very correct decision. But at the same time, we just get confused. We don't know. I know sometimes I don't know. It's a very tough decision in life when it comes to decisions. And people might say, well, I'm going to wait for God to tell me this, and I'm going to wait for this, and I'm going to do this, and I prayed about it, and whatever like that. That's good that we do that. But at the same time, we can be saying that, but we already made up our mind what we're going to do anyway. I'm not talking about that. When you already made up your mind what you're going to do anyway, it's a waste of time praying to ask God what I should do because you already made up your mind what you're going to do. Okay. Those for those people. Now, this is for these people when they really sincerely want to get that auction from God of what they should do. Okay. You know, does it happen all the time? The majority of the time it does not. And you guys and ladies know it does not. You know, so God gives us a choice. And we have to look at the word of God, you know, and uh, you have these slogans, what would Jesus do? And all these bands saying, what would Jesus do? And blah, 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 like that, you know. You have to know what dispensation you're talking about. What would Jesus do about that, about certain things and uh, certain subjects and topics? But I'm not going to get into that. You know, I'm not going to get into that now. I just want to stick to decision making. When you when you finna make a decision and you're going to use God's name to make that decision for you when you already made up your mind what you're going to do anyway. Not saying it's wrong all the time. It might be a, de a decision that God approves in, approve of, excuse me, but you already made up your mind anyway, whether the, whether the decision is wrong or right, that you're waiting on God to fulfill it, okay? So if you make a decision and you just uh, one minister said one time, and I believe this, and I, I'm going to use this analysis. You, you saw, it's almost like you're throwing a fleece out there. <clears throat> you read the book of Judges and it talks about Gideon when throwing fleeces out there. You, you're throwing a fleece out there. You know, read the book of Judges and uh, the story of Gideon, and you'll know what I'm talking about. When you're throwing a fleece out there to God, this is, this is what you're saying. If God showed me a sign, Listen to what I'm saying now. If God showed me a sign or God throwing a fleece out there for me, uh, in order for me to make this decision, God had to show me a sign. See, now I'm just paraphrasing. I'm just using that as example because a lot of times, you know, I used to do that and I don't do it now because I somewhat know better now and I try to be careful. But I hear that a lot from different people, even people that's close to me. You know, I'm just waiting on God to tell me or I'm just waiting on God to make this sign or show me this sign. Remember? Remember I made a joke about the mice, you know, when people say they they looking for God to make them a sign. They drum about a mice, you know. And their dreams and everything. So when they was at home, they was walked in the kitchen one time and a big mice ran. I, I, well, a mice ran from behind uh, 
the stove and everything like that. So they felt that that was God giving them, uh, giving them a sign that they should do or don't do a certain thing based on that dream of dreaming about a mice and a mice running behind the stove in reality. You know, far as that, remember I made that uh, 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 somewhat of analogy on, on my last podcast. Remember that? Well, anyway, that's what I'm saying. You, uh, when you're making a decision and you put a fleece out there, in other words, the fleece was to make sure, you know, in, in Gideon's time that the fleece is going to be dry or the fleece is going to be wet. You got to go to Gideon's to understand what I'm talking about, you know, Bible readers. You got to go back to Gideon's and you put a fleece on God. You know, you need to be careful because what are you saying? If God do this, then I know it's from him. And if he don't do this, I know it's not from him. So it's almost like you put God on the spot. Or you're putting God in the hot seat when you do that, when you when you start making certain decisions and certain things like that. OK, you know, the reason I'm bringing this up because that, you know, it was a lot of things going on the last few weeks and, you know, different things like that, that uh, decisions have been made a very serious decision, you know, that uh, some are against and some are for. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's not important. I don't need to throw my business or my family business out there, but I'm just saying some was for it and some was against it. But my point is, whether it's family, whether it's friend or foe, when you start fleecing God and just saying, okay, if God opened this door today or somebody ring, ring a doorbell three times, I'm just getting extreme, you know, files that. That's the goofiness of me. <laughs> if somebody ring a doorbell three times, on a certain decision I made and they read a doorbell three times instead of two. I said three times. If that happens, I know it's from God. Oh, I know it's not from God. Do you y'all understand what I'm saying? You hear that a lot from certain people. If God tells me in my heart or God, blah, 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 you know, do this and do that. You know, like I said, the majority of the time, you're not going to hear the audible voice of God. Most of the time, you're not going to hear an audible audible voice from God. I just just call you out when you say that. You're not going to hear that. But the Spirit does lead you. The Spirit is a lead. We are the believer. The body of Christ, the believer, are filled, is filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You know? And He works in a way that He will lead you and guide you. He will not make you. He will not provoke you. He will not push you. Holy Spirit is gentle but strong at the same time. He will convict you you know you can quench the holy spirit the bible says that you can quench the holy spirit by your decisions but he will not enforce anything on you or he will not make all your decisions for you the majority of the time he's not going to make your decisions for you he gave you the god gifted freedom to make your own decisions but he still wants you to choose wisely and it's up to us to be prayed up and in the word to understand what would be the move that I should make in certain concepts or certain decisions or certain when it comes to life decisions now, I don't mean because of life and death and that can be that's very important too but I'm just talking about when it comes to decisions we need to be discerning we need to be a discerning because you got a lot of baby believers and baby Christians out there do not know how to use the discernment of the spirit. And the only way you can use discernment of the spirit if you let the Holy Spirit work in you, work within us. You know what I'm saying? That would bring that supernatural discernment, you know. Now, when I say supernatural, I ain't talking about nothing like that. And you see things floating around just saying it gives you a certain auction. 
you know, or some people have a, a certain wit or a certain thing about them that they can discern certain things, even in own, you know, even an unbeliever by their intellect or checking people out or study they can. But I'm talking about the, the supernatural discernment that go that that's within a believer. Within a believer, that's a that's within a true Christian, a true, a true uh, child of God. Okay, decisions are very important, serious decisions. You know. Okay, so I'm, I'm putting that out there because we all live and die sometimes of making a decision. Some people serious decision. Let me let me name a few decisions or uh, serious decisions. Marriage. Between a man and a woman only, okay? Let me go between a man and a woman. And talking about that other stuff. Between a man and a woman that's ordained by God. Even when it's ordained by God, decisions are very important, okay? When it's not ordained by God, now every person, because they are Christian, man and female, doesn't mean God ordains it or doesn't mean that God would like for you to do that. He will not stop it. At least they are a Christian, a true believer. You know, some might be young in the faith or whatever like that. But it still comes down to a decision. Doesn't mean that's the right partner that you should have. You follow what I'm saying? That's a serious decision, okay, when it comes to a Christian marriage. I'm just talking about Christians here, Christian marriage, okay? Okay. Going to the military. Unless you draft it, you know, and it's by law that you have to go. But I'm just talking about undrafted. You're going to the military. That's a serious decision. And what I mean by that, you could be, it also depends if you're going to be on the field for war, for battle, for military battle, or you're just going to an office or whatever like that, or a medic or whatever. It's still a serious decision, but it depends what level of branch that you're going in or what type of duty that you're going to be doing in the military. It's still a serious decision. Just some decisions in certain areas are more serious than others when it comes to the military, okay? All right. Okay. Life support in the hospital. When someone that's very close to you is on life support and you have a split, but you have the final decision to make to pull a plug or let the person continue to live on the ventilators or whatever like that. That's a very important decision. You pray to God, you ask God to give you an option of what to do and everything. But if you're a believer and that person is a believer, you have to come down to their decision because the majority of the time, you know, God is not going to intervene. He's going to let you use your God-given decision to make those decisions. He's not going to be upset with you if you pull a plug. He's not going to be upset with you if you don't pull a plug. That's my point in everything. It's going to be a God. It's going to be a decision you have to make, and you got to learn how to discern which one. You know, don't let nobody, uh, you know, persuade you or dissuade you. I know I lose use that a lot, but it's very important. Don't let no one persuade you or dissuade you. It's going to, if you're the one in charge of making a decision, a very important decision like that, life and death decision. I don't have an answer for that. You just really going to have to make a decision, regardless. You know. Is it a right and wrong decision? Sometimes it is a right and wrong decision. It's never in the middle, but at the same time, it's not going. To, you're not going to get penalized. I really don't believe you're going to get penalized for a decision because you try to say, okay, was it right for me to do it or was it wrong? Is God going to penalize me? I don't think so. If you just, but it depends on the decision, you know. See, that's a decision. 
I'm not trying to think for everybody else. I'm just talking about me. You know, listen to what I'm saying, whoever listened to this podcast. Listen to what I'm saying when it comes to decisions, okay? All right. So those are hot topic decisions. I ain't talking about when you go into the store, you make it a left or you make a shortcut or you make the decision to buy this or buy that. I'm, those are somewhat light decisions. But I'm talking about serious decisions. OK, then you have these other decisions, which is very serious decision. When you're making a decision. Uh, and a, or a choice concerning somebody else's life. Let's follow what I'm saying. When you're making a decision concerning someone else's life, not only yours. No, I'm not going to say life. Let me just put it this way. Let me put it this way. It don't have to be a life and death situation. But I'm just saying when when uh, when you make a decision and a, a medical decision of medicines or anything like that, it only is not it don't only concern you. Excuse me. But it concerns uh Hold on one second. Uh, excuse me. I had to clear my voice. The reason I've done that because it's a couple of podcasts. I Man, I just cleared my voice and I've I done a certain thing, a spit or whatever. Yeah, I just have to say I'm sorry, you know, uh, people, you know, my listeners for I'm doing that when I'm clearing my nose or something like that. I I shouldn't be doing no, no podcast or radio. I think that's kind of gross. So I just try to be careful. Not to, and I'm sorry if I be doing that when things get in my throat. So I would try to get away from the mic because that can be that can gross out some people. It really gross out me if I hear it. So I am sorry for that i don't mean that at all it's not it's not a, a podcast like that so i just try to get away from that when i clear my throat because i know i've done it a few times on my podcast you know and i apologize for that okay so let me digress when it comes to those type of decisions when you're making a decision not only for yourself but others are involved you make a decisions for them because they are not able to make decisions for themselves okay you know that's what i'm talking about you still have to be careful when you put others in your decision making, you might even have the right or the power of attorney or whatever like that to do that. But you still have to make a very wise, godly body of Christ. I'm talking about decision when you do that, when it comes to certain medications or certain things, even though it was said it was OK from a family member or this certain this person on, you know, your minister or whatever like that, that don't give you the right to, because what they said was right. What worked for them does not mean it's going to work for you and those others. I want you to understand that when it comes to decisions. So you must be wise when you make decisions. Don't make, don't have your decision based on what, because Sister Annie or uh, Uncle Judd or uh, Brother Tommy made their decisions does not mean it's going to work for you. You just got to look, you got to do your research and you got to understand certain things or certain medications or whatever it is, you know, files that I'm not going to talk about certain things, but I just want you to do. Be wise when you're making decisions for yourself. If you make a decision that is pinpoint that you want to do this, let it be for you. Don't just, don't put it on no one else because you're almost like you're using them as a guinea pig, you know. You might be sincerely, uh, sincerely concerned. You know, you might be sincerely concerned. So let me put that out there. You might be sincerely concerned about the others, too. You know, you might be in your heart, but don't make your decision their decision because they're not able to do it themselves. That's all I'm saying. You know, do things. Try it on yourself. You know, not the others. That's all I'm saying. Even if you're sincerely concerned about people. Okay. So uh, that's why I want to get off decisions. When it comes to serious decisions, we need to be careful when it comes to decisions. Now. 
the ultimate decision to me, in my opinion, is making a decision about your life eternity, where you're going to spend eternity. That's the most important decision in life, period. It's over all those other decision makers that I talked about earlier. Your eternity is very important. That's the most important decision that you will ever make in your life for the unbeliever. For the unbeliever. So if you're an unbeliever, that's the decision you have to decide on today. And I'm going to end with this. I talked about laughter and I talked about making decisions, the two topics. What I'm going to end with this is salvation. The ones that are not saved, that's listening to my radio podcast or who, who just tuned in or whatever, you have a decision. You have a choice to make about your eternity. Where are you going to spend eternity? I don't think it's a lot of unbelievers. As When I say unbelievers, I mean unbeliever. I don't mean you don't believe in Jesus and you don't believe in God. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about to the atheists, you know, because I don't think any atheists listen to this podcast. I don't think. It could be. I don't know. But I'm just talking about what I mean by unbeliever. Just, that, that just means you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior yet. You don't trust, you don't believe that he can do this in your life or you don't want to change certain things in your life. That's what I mean by unbeliever. Not that you don't believe in Jesus, but that's not enough. You got to believe what Jesus done for you. You got to trust him as your Savior. You got to believe, first of all, that you are a sinner and you need to be saved because if you don't believe you are a sinner, you're never going to accept Christ as being your Savior. So first of all, you have to believe that you are a sinner and you need to be saved. Save from rough, save from the wrath of God, save from the tribulation and save from yourself in that order. Save from God's wrath, save from going to hell and the lake of fire after that and save from the tribulation. So that's what I mean by that. So that decision. Oh, I hate that. That's very, oh, I hate that when that happens. You know, this scam calls come in like that. I hate that. Well, I'm going to just finish up right there. Sorry for the interruption. You know, the phone calls. Like I got, I got a small equipment coming in, you know. You know, I got this new setup. I got this new mic that I'm working on that I will be doing my podcast. And I hope it'll be a big difference in my podcast in the future. But by, I digress. Back to what I said, decision. You must make a decision. So if you want to make a decision today, this is a very important decision in your life. I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to just make you do this. But it is a decision today you need to make about your life in Christ Jesus. Believing that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Believe that he was buried and rose again. Believe in that according to 1 Corinthians 15 3-4. 1 Corinthians 15 3-4. Believe in what Jesus done for you. He died on the cross. He could save you for your sins. That's the most important thing. You must believe in your heart. Not, not, not from your head. You must believe from your heart. Not from your head and not in your mouth. You must really believe that Jesus can save you. A sinner from being sin and can save you and uh, give you a ticket and whatever you be for set for heaven and everything. And you will be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You don't have to beg or nothing like that. You will be sealed with the Holy Spirit, Spirit of promise instantly and everything. So, if you know, you don't have to say a long sinner's prayer or nothing like that. You know, sinner's prayer is not in the Bible and you don't have to go through all that. But you just need to believe. It's about your belief, what Jesus done. You don't have to be in a church or a church building. You can be wherever you're at right now. 
and accept Christ in your heart as your Savior, believe in what He done for you on the cross. Okay, so uh, that's just a decision you you need to make. Either that, either do that, or just keep going. We are not promised day by day. We're not promised hour by hour or minute by minute. Unbeliever, you must make that decision. I hope you just make the right one. And to me, there's only one right one, but that's my opinion. Okay, so I don't want to force you to do nothing, you know. But I'm just saying, you know, time is at the essence right now. Time is very important. That's a decision that needs to be made. Salvation, as the Bible says, is today. It's not tomorrow. Because why? Because you're not promised tomorrow. I'm not saying you're going to die tomorrow, but you're not promised tomorrow or hour or minute, okay? So make that decision, a, a very most important decisional choice in your life today, right now, okay? Thank you all for listening to this podcast. I hope you got some substance out, out, out of it and everything. And I just appreciate you, all my listeners. Thank all my listeners in Southern and Northern California and Chicago or other cities that you are. I, if I left you out, I'm sorry about that. But God bless you all. I love you all. I really love that with my spiritual love, my the God-given agape love, the type of love. I really love you all. And I really appreciate you all listening to my podcast. God bless you all. I hope you enjoyed the two topics about making decisions. Sears decision and it's okay to laugh and laughter is very good. God bless y'all. Love y'all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Stay tuned for more teaching and topics. Bye-bye. Love you all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.